regarding the afterlife and <clears throat> yeah so regarding the afterlife and how one will be judged are non-christians held to the same standards as christians or in other words is a man still condemned for being non-christian even if they are a good person in life um you'll find many groups that will debate this um and i really wish there was another way but uh the Christian faith, and, and really I suppose every faith, has an exclusivity that is sometimes uncomfortable. And I really wish that God would uh, had some sort of a workaround. But as the gospel is presented in the New Testament, we're told that those who believe in the Son have life. Those who do not, do not have life. Uh, Jesus said those who believe in me are not condemned. But he says those who do not are condemned already. So it's, it's not that we do bad things or good things that shift us from condemnation to life. We're born in condemnation. We're born in a world that is uh, controlled by, influenced by, uh, saturated in sin. We have this sinful nature. We're already that way uh, from the moment of our first awareness. And what we need is a rescue Jesus said that he had come to seek and to save that which was lost. And he also said that the mechanism for that rescue was his own sacrifice, his bodily death. And uh, Paul told us that we are reconciled to God by the death of his son. Can you hear my cat in the background? <laughs> his name is Fitz, and he just made an appearance. But... Um, because of the uh, of the huge gift that is given in the person of God's Son to walk away from that for whatever reason uh, is a massive, massive risk. And and so when the gospel is presented, it comes uh, with an obligation to con seriously consider it. And um, it's very important to choose well. Because it is a matter not only of life and death in this existence, but also in the eternity to come. So, it's not so much about the necessarily good and bad, but more so about acceptance and denial? It begins with acceptance and denial. Um, the good and bad, we believe, are... Um, important to determining the degree of, of uh, punishment or reward, as the case may be, in heaven or hell. Uh, so there are, there are many people who could have done much better who will not receive the same reward as those who really live the saintly life. And there are some people who deny and yet lead basically good lives whose punishment will not be so severe. Um, but the stark contrast between heaven and hell is such that uh, it is so important to choose well and to choose life. And Jesus said, I've come to give them life. And, and those who believe, I give them a life that does not end. Uh, and it is a gift. It's not something that we earn in any sense. Uh, and the person who comes to faith in Christ is not in any sense better than the person who denies Christ. 
uh, we're all born the same. And we all have, hopefully, the same opportunity through hearing uh, the presentation of the gospel. Um, but having come to faith does not make a person uh, in themselves good. Uh, righteousness is something that is given to us. We're told that Abraham believed God and God counted it to him as righteousness. Now, we also know he was a pretty good guy, had a few uh, slip-ups, but he was a pretty good guy. But the real goodness, the goodness that mattered, was a gift from God that God imputed into him. So, to be a good person, just for curiosity, to be a good person, but to, uh, to still deny would be akin to purgatory? or Well, um, if you're a Roman Catholic, you probably believe in purgatory. Uh, um, I'm a mix of Southern Baptist and Pentecostal, and, and we don't do purgatory. Um, be a great idea, uh, but it would be an innovation, and God doesn't permit those things. Uh, at least in, in in our view of it. Interesting. So, Stephen, want to move yeah. on to the next? Yeah, yeah. It is, it's interesting how, like, all the different... I mean, although there are Jewish denominations, there are so many different Christian denominations, and I guess, like, from an outside view at least I failed to recognize like how different each denomination is. I was, I was trying to uh, get some sense of how many Christian denominations there are. Um, and I would have thought hundreds, um, but the number really is in the thousands perhaps tens of thousands. Uh, I saw one statistic that said that there were something like 45,000 uh, groups, um, uh, that had some distinctive uh, uh, theology that they claimed was different than, than, than those around them. Uh, that's a lot to keep up with. Uh, there are uh, websites and study groups that do try to make sense of the, the great numbers of differences between groups. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Ready to Harvest. And um, uh, this is a uh, Bible college professor who... Uh, who simply details this is what this group believes. He doesn't pass judgment on it one way or the other, or to say that they're right or wrong in their distinctive beliefs. But uh, uh, I have found him helpful. Um, but there are groups in, who, who will take almost any of the Christian ideas, doctrines, teachings, and take one side or the other of it while holding on to most or even all of the others. Um, some groups stress uh, that God is so sovereign that we really don't make decisions. Uh, some groups stress that uh, God is sovereign, but he leaves it completely up to us. Some groups stress that the Holy Spirit is so active in our lives that he can completely take us over and, and, and guide our every thought and movement. Um, some groups stress that there's a central authority figure in their faith that outranks all other authorities in the Christian faith, uh, except for Jesus himself. Uh, others have um, 
very loose structures. And I tend toward the, the, the loose structure. Um, uh, I don't know how many kinds of Baptists there are, and that's how I grew up. Uh, but they're independent Baptists, Southern Baptists, uh, General Baptists. Uh, there's all kinds of names for them. Um, Southern Baptists are very, um, uh, very well organized and have a nationwide, even worldwide outreach. Um, the church I grew up in had a community outreach, and that was it. There was no strong connection to any other church. Uh, the church that I'm in now, that, uh, and I'm a member of it. Uh, I, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not on staff, so to speak. Though they do let me teach and occasionally speak in Sunday services. Um, but the church that I'm in now is somewhere in the middle of, of what Baptists are. We have a loose relationship with a number of other like-minded Baptist churches, but we don't have a strong connection to any national groups in that way. All kinds of ways to organize, all kinds of ways to um, express distinctive doctrines and teachings, uh, all kinds of views even of God's presence in the world, all kinds of views of what God is going to do in the future, um, all kinds of ways to express uh, what spiritual gifts the Holy Spirit um, uh, awakens in the life of the believer. Uh, and hundreds of other ways to describe the differences. Uh, it, it is really a vast uh, um, number of, of differences amongst Christians. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as you just go over that, you can just, and there's so many more differences beyond that. And just like understanding, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. And it kind of forces you to always take a perspective whenever considering Christianity because you can never really consider it as a whole given just how many differences there are. No, and and, and there are people on one side of whatever spectrum who do not consider the people on the other side of the spectrum uh, to be truly in the faith. Um, and I don't know how that stacks up with uh, any of the other major faiths in the world, but... Uh, uh, yeah, Christians um, can be a cantankerous bunch. Wow, that's that's interesting, and like that, that there are honestly parallels for that in Judaism. There are like Hasidic Jews, which are like hyper religious Jews, um, typically in Israel, and they often don't align with like the majority of the Jew population, and they're kind of held separate. Mo they're definitely held separate. Um, and yeah. I guess that's where you can see like parallels between the different distinctions between the faiths. Um, yeah, it's just so, different interpretations of the same truth, I guess. Yeah. And that means for everything. That's human nature. Um, yeah. Um, any, any group of Christian ministers, uh, um, they're going to look at a text or an idea and have some nuance. And sometimes the nuances are very helpful uh, because it allows us to see the other facets of the gem, so to speak. Um, and sometimes that makes it a little richer. Uh, sometimes it's a distraction. And if it, uh, if it gets into a, an argument, then it can be destructive. Yeah. Yeah, but some, some ideas, some ideas are worth uh, are worth uh, are worth the argument. 
Yeah, and some are not, but I, I guess that's like what makes communication so important. Um, I, I did not hear all of that last sentence, brother. Yeah, I was just saying like, and sometimes it's not, and that's why communication is important because I got it at a certain point, like you, you need to understand the differences and just respect how different they are and kind of. Well, you know, if you're driving down uh, the average street and you uh, pass by a church that has a certain name, uh, it, you know, it may be the name of, of of the individual church, but it may have also a denominational name there. Uh, you can make a, some assumption as to what it is they believe, how they teach, and and even the nature of their worship services. And I think a lot of, uh, of groups now are intentionally leaving that denominational um, uh, identifier out of their uh, uh, out of their signs and off their literature, so that. Uh, so that people might be curious and come on in and see what it's about without making the uh, the prejudgment.